before a, a preseason NFL game, <laughs> people are talking to themselves, people are throwing up, people are nervous, people are praying, you know, because yeah. guys you would never see praying during the week. They are praying for a game. It's Wednesday, so you know what's coming at you. Another episode of the Game of Life podcast. And as you can tell, we are going to take a deep dive into the NFL behind the scenes with offensive lineman Winston Justice. All right, so get a load of who Winston is blocked for. Probably the best group of quarterbacks, players in general, maybe of anybody. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Matt Leiner, Carson Palmer, and Reggie Bush. Yeah, that's an impressive list. In this podcast, you are going to learn the secrets that made Peyton Manning who he is, the life hacks that he put in, that Winston put in, the concussions debate. If Winston could do it all over again, would he? Why NFL players go broke? The nutrition, the workout regimen of an offensive lineman in the NFL compared to now a day in the life of an NFL player. What happens right before kickoff? And do players actually like playing football? And many, many more great stories from the NFL and how Winston became one of the best offensive linemen to play the game and the immense success he has enjoyed after with keeping a great life balance, purpose, and passion. From a kid growing up with absolutely nothing, inner city LA becoming one of the best offensive linemen of all time. But before we do... Back to the Game of Life podcast, we've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane, because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude, Yeah, give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, You want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good Uh, way. I just pray, man. Like... I just pray and I just thank God for for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh man, that was from day one. That was the 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 day I got drafted when I heard my name being called. Buckle up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind the scenes lives of NBA players, business savvy entrepreneurs, and top level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. Buckle up. Behind the scenes NFL life with Winston Justice starts right now. Here we go. Well, start us off with a bang here, man. Offensive linemen, uh, USC have blocked for some of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Start us off with a bang. And the moment you realized, man, I'm in the NFL. The moment I realized it was NFL was probably my first game. My first game was uh, the Hall of Fame game in 2005 against the Raiders. And um, I remember going out there for my first play, and um, uh, I got down to my stance, and um, I said to myself, man, I'm playing in the NFL now. Like, this is for real. Because, (laughs) like, you know, when you get drafted, it's a big, long process. So um, I, I declared for the draft as a junior, so... 
first you declare for the draft and then you prepare to for the combine. Then you go to the combine. Then you prepare for mm-hmm. your pro day. Then you go to uh, mini camp. Then you go to uh, camp. And then finally you get to play in the game. So it, it's a real long process. And, th- and that's not even taking into account the actual, you know, years in high school and college, you actually uh, get prepared to go to the NFL. And then when it actually happens, you know, it, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good feeling. But, you know, it's like you're at the base of the mountain and now you need to climb another mountain, you know. Yeah. So, um, so it, it's like you put in all that time to get there. And once you get there, you get that one second to realize, man, this is where I wanted to get. And now every single day I have to keep yeah. going to get to the top of this. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then, Every day you need to keep working and stay there, you know, because um, that's yeah, the true testament really to enjoying the moment and trying to live in the moment. I bet that was a big time challenge. Yeah, living the moment is really challenging. You know, you know, and, uh, you know, and, th- and that's one of the things I used to tell players when I used to play, play with them, like teammates, is try to enjoy the moment when you actually are playing. Because, I mean, you're always thinking about, OK, this play is done. OK, what about the next play? What about the mm-hmm. next game? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be here on the roster next season? You know, am I going to. OK, how about my next contract? How about. So a lot of players don't really live in that moment and really get to enjoy the game of football. And, and that, that's why a lot of players end up, um, I guess, having a, a bad feeling um, about the game. So, yeah, man, I, I can imagine because it's like, shoot, you get injured, you're cut, you're done. Contracts mm-hmm. are just so one day here, one day there, the business is absolutely cutthroat. But you wish you were a baseball player sometimes with those contracts. Yeah, baseball player is awesome. Guaranteed money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the question every NFL player gets asked, if you had the choice to do it all over again, go through everything that you went through, would you do it? Uh, you know, football has opened up so many doors uh, point. for me that actually wouldn't be open to, you know, a young, a young guy from Long Beach, California. So, I mean, yes, I I would do it again because the opportunity, you, you just can't pass that up. And then the experiences I was blessed to have, you know, playing football and the people I met and, and the people I was able to reach and, you know, influence. So, I mean, I would do it again. Now, um, I felt like I, I, I had to do it because I didn't really have any other choice. Now, um, if you ask me that question about my son, I don't know. Yeah, you know, he, he's in a different situation. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to go out and play football. You know, you know. Hopefully, he'll have other opportunities to do something else. So, um, if you know, do I want him to play? I, I'm not really sure. So that's. Mm-hmm. If, but for me, I'm I'm happy and I'm blessed that I made it to the to the NFL. And then you know, I've. You know, I'm always thankful for the opportunity. So, so you can read my mind. I was going to ask you that question next with all the concussion yeah. debate going. But to your point that you said where you said, I didn't have a choice. What what exactly do you mean by that? I know we've talked about it in the past. But yeah. Explain what you mean about I didn't have a choice to play in the NFL. It sounds like, like yeah. you'd be like, oh, you don't have a choice to play in the NFL? Tough choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, you know, I don't want to give the whole cliche story. Of, yeah. You know. You know, came from nothing, worked himself up. But you know, it, you know, I came from an area that 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 was that was tougher to, um, um, I guess, make your way in. And um, I, you know, I I also had a lot of struggles too. So I, I was dyslexic, but I didn't really mm-hmm. realize I was dyslexic until after my whole uh, elementary, middle school, and high school experience. So I had to struggle through all all that, and so. I, I didn't really have the grades to really make it to college 
Um, and also I didn't have the financial means to really pay for college, uh, either. So, yeah. um, yeah. in my mind, and, and also I was pigeonholed and thinking that, you know, sports is my only way out. And, um, I, I put all my effort into that and I, I was kind of lacking, um, um, through schooling too. So, um, I put all my effort in football and in basketball, but basketball obviously didn't really work out. So, um, that's, that's what I mean by I, I didn't really have any other choice at that yeah. time. Cause I put all my eggs in one, in a one basket and I don't, do not recommend any of, uh, you know, kids in high school, middle school, elementary school to do that. You know, <laughs> you need to be well rounded. I was just blessed enough that it, uh, worked out. Yeah. I mean, you, you took the Lord's blessings and made the most of them for sure. And you've been, yeah. you've been able to expand on that by using your platform through the NFL. Like one of the coolest things yeah. that getting to know you and seeing you like as many people as you can reach and touch. I mean, you wanted to be the best offensive tackle you could possibly be, but overall more than that, you wanted to glorify God through your work, using that platform for people that see, that see Winston justice, not as this great offensive lineman, but as, as a child of Christ. And, um, not being feel fearful of that and in basically giving the glory to him on the field every game. So it's really cool. You use your blessings to make for a better purpose. And I really, really respect that. Yeah. Man. yeah. And uh, you, you're talking about like concussions and, and that whole debate that's just gotten so hot with whether you let kids play or not. There's a study that came out about a year ago, said 40% of NFL players suffer from brain injuries. 40% of former NFL players suffer from brain injuries. Not saying you have a brain injury or anything, but how does your body feel like daily when you wake up? You know, my, my body has a lot of aches, aches and pains, you know. Um, you know, I had four knee surgeries, a shoulder surgery, torn biceps, I, you know. You know. So, yeah, I wake up and, you know, I'm a little sore and I'm, you know, achy. Sometimes I can't really, you know, fully function. But, you know, it, it's really – it's really not that bad, you know. If I didn't play football, I'll probably have a lot of the same aches and 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 pains. You know, I I, I am a, a heavy a heavier person, so I am three hundred pounds. So I guess that weighs on my joints as well. So, um, you know, I wake up and you know I'm sore and stuff, and you know, and I might have to take Adderall here and, and there. But um, I try to stay healthy, you know. Um, you know, I work out every morning with with um, with um, my wife. It's something that we do together. I mean, she's really run, running circles around me right now. But like, I try to keep up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I no. can see. I, I know she will. Be. <laughs> yeah. So and so, I mean, and we try to stay, you know, somewhat healthy. Like right right now, we're trying we're trying to be vegan. You know, yeah, so that's a that's challenge. Awesome. I've been doing that. I've been doing that for a week. Now, so. And, Oh, so tell the audience what you did this morning for your workout. So you're 300 pounds. They think 300 yeah. pounds. They don't think ripped and chiseled like you are. You're 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 downplaying a little bit, man. You're yeah. downplaying it and yeah. eating healthy. And what what kind of workout did you do today as a 300 pounder? I think you're adding a little bit more. I'm not that ripped and chiseled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to hang on. Uh, well, today I did what did I do today? I did a 400 meter run. So I did four four sets of 400 meter runs. And then in, and then in between, I did uh, forty pull ups from the first set. Then I did forty um, 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 bent over rows, uh, eighty push ups, and then the last set was um, uh, toes to bar. Um, Man, see, basically uh, like a uh, yeah, intense so. CrossFit World Championship type workout. 
Yeah, but it, it took me like 25 minutes to like do that. It was like wasn't even fast at all. Like, right. Uh, I think the fastest time in the gym today was like I don't know, like 12 minutes, like 10 minutes. Um, you know, my goal is just finish. You know. Yeah, man. If I was, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If I could even finish that, I'd be happy with that. That's totally good by me. Yeah, 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 I finished it, so uh, you know I'm, I'm good. So the the yeah. challenge the challenge in the NFL is obviously as an offensive lineman, you have to keep your weight up like big time. Have to just work on it a lot. What were what was your nutrition like during your playing days? Were you just shoveling food down, anything, or was it very specific? It was pretty specific. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of the people that are 300 pounds, I, I don't need to try to be 300 pounds. I, you know, if I don't eat anything, I'm probably 290 so um mm-hmm. you know i never really had to eat a lot of food to be through 300 pounds um but my diet was a lot different than it was now I, I probably ate a lot more meat um yeah a lot of you know carbohydrate loading before games um and also you're a lot more active you know you had two hours of practice per day plus walkthrough plus lifting weights plus cardio on your own so you could you have to consume a lot more calories than you do now so like um you know after i was done playing i mean you you had to really um change your caloric intake you know um because you have a different lifestyle now you know so instead of working out for two hours right now i'm on calls for two hours so i'm sitting down i'm talking to people you know so i'm not really working out (laughs) as much as i did so i can't eat as much as i did you know Unfortunately, because I, I really enjoy eating. You know? <laughs> yeah, me and you both. Yeah. That's why we're going to go hunt us at, uh, we're going to go chase us down that pig or that hey. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fire him up, rotisserie yeah, that no. up. Hey, we're doing you, it. you know, I found a group to do that. So yes. next time you come out here, they could take us out. Okay. And like they, they give us the boots, they give us the rain gear, they give us, you know, a spear. In a knife, so it's actually yeah. We're going straight primal mode. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all in. Listen on here, so it should be fun. That's awesome. Um, So this this podcast, the the listeners are all about self improvement and how to take away life hacks for daily improvement. And you blocked for three Heisman Trophy winners: Carson Palmer, Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush. Yeah. Yeah. And consider one of the best linemen, offensive linemen to ever come out of the storied USC program. What what type of things would you do on a daily basis when you're in the NFL if you were to call them life hacks or ways to stay ahead of the competition? Um, life hacks, stay ahead of the competition. Well, one thing I did, and this some people might not agree, is I, I used to try to think, I used to take a positive outlook on the day. So if, awesome. if we were in camp, for instance, you know, and we had two days, which I don't have two days anymore. But when I played, especially in the beginning of my career, we had two days. I, I would try to take a positive, um, I, I, I guess, um, attitude to the day. You know, I have two practices that I have opportunity to get better at. So I have opportunity to be the best right tackle for two practices. And then I'll pick something specifically to work on that particular day so if i will wake up i'll say hey look i have have two practices to get better today and i'm going to work on uh getting out of my stance better or i'm going to work on uh hand placements or i'm going to work on exploding exploding through my block and so throughout the day um i'm working on that and so and then at the end of the day i get a chance to really um examine what i uh, did through film so i was a really big film watcher so 
um, after the day, you know, I, I would focus on those points and I would really examine them through film. So after the coach goes through the whole the whole film, I would I would go over it myself and, and wow. really try to improve on those little uh, pinpoints. You know, it kind of gave me an opportunity to really uh, compete against myself, um, especially when you get to that level. Um, it's uh, you know, the competition isn't really against your opponent. It's really against yourself you know and actually you know defeating your own self will you know um because sometimes you don't want to wake up sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to watch extra film you don't really want to get better it, it's really hard so you really need to uh you really need to conquer yourself that's such a great outlook to have so a lot of people could get caught up in just oh i gotta go to practice i gotta go through this but you looked at it as an, an opportunity to win every practice to improve yourself daily it's looking at it from a positive outlook instead of just like a oh i have to do this this is drudgery this is work and anybody can look at that like at any office job but people are thinking oh, yeah. nfl That's it's cool. gonna always be fun yeah. but man i'm sure when your body is aching you're coming off knee surgery and you're about to go <laughs> yeah. to two a days in the summertime yeah. i'm sure you're not thinking man this is fun but the outlook that you have that's the game changer that's big time yeah yeah that's it it's basically your attitude because i mean you do get tired of hitting people. You do get tired of pass blocking people, especially if the pass block you you're going against is really good. You know, yeah, for <laughs> sure, it's not an enjoyable experience. You know? uh, I bet, and that's that's <laughs> something where you can just be left out on an island. Like I'm sure it's oh, happened yeah. before, where somebody got by you twice, two times in a row, and sacked the quarterback, and everybody yeah. on TV, national television, everybody's pointing yeah. at you. Yeah, no. that's tough, man. That's the hardest thing to get over. You know, is is all right. You lose and you give up a sack. Yeah. What are you gonna do the do the next pass pass play? You know, and, and a lot of people, a lot of offensive tackles really can't. It's hard to get over that mental anguish, you know. So a corner has that same type of problem. A yeah. quarterback he throws a pick. A corner if he gets a touchdown scored on him, you 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 have to be, you have to conquer yourself and say, look, I got beat this play, but you know this guy isn't gonna beat me again. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, so a, a lot of a lot of the great players have that mental strength that if they do get beat, because everyone does get beat, um, how to how to use what they learn from that situation of them getting beat and get better. That's that's what we're talking about living in the moment. You really have to have that next play mentality when you're out there. Yeah. Same same for basketball for sure. You turn the ball over. If you're thinking about that turnover or that missed shot, you're going to miss the next one and turn the next one over. Winston Justice straight pancake blocking you in the first half of that podcast. After this message from our sponsor, Chimera Coffee, Peyton Manning will tell you his life hacks. No, we're not sponsored by Papa John's, Peyton Manning's, or Oreo. We're going Chimera Coffee. So first off, if you don't like coffee, then there's probably something wrong with you. Let me tell you about Chimera Coffee and what it's doing. It's infused with nootropics straight from the Dominican Republic to turbocharge your brain. Chimera Coffee will help you increase focus, power output, overall cognition, and it tastes great. The beans come straight from 5,000 feet elevation deep in the central mountain range of Jarbacoa. And with your code NURSE at the checkout, you will get 10% off. Think about this. Great tasting coffee, you get a discount, and you get smarter. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. All right, Winston Justice, tell us how we can get smarter from Peyton Manning and 
what goes on right before those moments of kickoff in an NFL locker room. Second half, Game of Life podcast, coming at you. And you you got the opportunity to block for a couple of the most cerebral quarterbacks in the NFL, too. Peyton Manning and budding superstar Andrew Luck. And we're talking yeah. about film and the mental aspect before I even get to this question. But what what hacks from them did you see? Was there anything from Peyton Manning or Luck that you saw them doing? You're like, man, this is just this is why Peyton Manning is so great. You know, the reason why Peyton Manning is so great is that he looked at every opportunity uh, to get better. Yeah, you know, every opportunity. Yeah. So we had we had this drill in practice that um, he used to count how many passes he completed versus a blitz. You know, so if a team blitzed. He looked at that as an opportunity that someone's open. They have one yeah. less player guarding somebody. And so um, he's the first quarterback that really did that. And, and he also knew what everybody on the field was doing. Um, you know, other quarterbacks that I worked with really only knew what they were doing. And they didn't really know what the left guard was doing. Whereas Peyton Manning, he knew what everyone on the offensive line was doing. And he used that as a weapon um, for, for him to complete the offense, you know. Yeah. Um, and so as offensive line, to give you an example, we used to call out the Mike, uh, the Mike linebacker, which is the middle mm-hmm. linebacker. And so that middle linebacker could be the middle linebacker or it could be the corner. That means we're blocking to the corner, if that makes sense. Hope I'm yeah. making sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so, um, you know, when I was at the Eagles, we used to call out the Mike linebacker. That means that the fifth person we're uh, blocking to because there's five linemen. So we have to block five people, you know? So, um, with the Broncos, Peyton called out that Mike linebacker, which was a, a different world to me because we had to call we had to call the out the Mike linebacker. So I mean, so Peyton really used the offensive line as as a weapon, which you know, which was a cool thing. And he also got the ball out quick, which is all, all, also great for offensive tackle. So he basically controlled the game, knew all his surroundings, just like he controls his public image of doing Oreo commercials and everything (laughs) family friendly Papa John's John's. yeah I'm just waiting for you to get on Saturday Night Live and have a performance like you did yeah that'd be great that's really interesting that's a really I mean overall of offensive linemen I would have to say that you probably blocked for I mean those four quarterbacks that we named it's got to be four of the best quarterbacks to ever play both college and the pros yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it was a good blessing to um, play with such uh, good players because I, I actually learned a lot from them too, you know. Andrew right. Luck, I mean, I played with him when he was really young. Yeah. So, I mean, he blossomed as a player after after I left, you know, but I, I bet you he, he has some great stories too. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Speaking of stories, I know the NFL can be a crazy locker room and wild culture and cutthroat business like we talked about. And we talked in Maui a little bit about how you thought coming into the NFL, it'd be, okay, this guy's going to mentor me. I'm going to look after, he's going to look after me. I'm going to grow with him. How oh, yeah. is it the exact opposite? Which in, oh, the, yeah. which in the NBA, it's like, it is like that. They'll bring guys in just for the sole purpose of, hey, this is your guy. Build him up and they will do it. But not the NFL. Yeah, I mean, maybe the NFL – in different situations, they have a mentor to build them up and stuff like that. I've, I've probably heard of examples yeah. like that, but for me, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> as soon as I got into the league, I mean, I, I played behind some two. I played behind two veterans, and uh, I, I asked to box, and the, and the guy I was playing behind, Trey, Trey Thomas, <laughs> he uh, yeah. he used to, he used to box too, and, and uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, hey, where uh, 
where do you where do you uh, box at? You know, because you know I use that in my training uh, yeah. regiment too. You know, maybe we could do it together. You know, he's like, look, man, we're in competition. I can't tell you the secrets. <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, I guess. I guess that's how it is. I guess I find my own uh, boxing person. I just box my own. So, I mean, it was wow. very like you know, it, it's very competitive because again, it, it's not guaranteed contracts. You're essentially playing, you know, a series of one year deals. And uh, you know, he looked at me as a guy they just drafted, and he has to protect his job because this is how he feeds his family. You know, exactly. so yeah, I could understand where he's coming from, but. At the same time, it's like, yeah, there was no mentoring going on, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes it really hard to just grow a culture and be, you know, like close to a teammate's family. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. But, yeah. you know, again, other situations might be totally different. It's just that situation within that locker room dynamic there was like that, you know. Yeah. So. And as cutthroat as the business is and talking about the culture right there, we spoke earlier about how your faith in the Lord is the most important thing to you. I've got to imagine that, I mean, that helped you through these tough times in the NFL. And because you don't know where you're going to be next year. You don't know where you're going to be the next play. I know you had an injury that kind of derailed your career and some certain coach telling you that injuries don't exist. I remember you telling me that, but how did you, how does your faith in the Lord help you throughout your career, give you that comfort and peace to not have to worry about the next day, the next play and all of yeah. that? Uh, the biggest thing is not to, you know, not to find your identity on what a coach thinks of you or what yeah. the media yeah. thinks of you or even what your teammates th- think of you. You need to be rooted in, uh, you know, what God thinks of you. And I, I know that's really hard to grasp, but, you know, if you if you always base your worth on what a coach says or what the media says or if you do a good play or not, you're really going to be bipolar because you're really going to be yeah. up and down, up and down. That's how, like, I mean, that's how people are. That's how the media is. That's how your play is some sometimes. So it, you need to have another, another, uh, you know, rooted system. And 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 finding my identity in Christ really helped me to be leveled, even when things went went bad when I got hurt and then I was traded and you know and. Uh, you know, because everyone's going to have bad times in their career, bad times in life, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, you need to develop a good root system, which is based in the identity in God, you know, in Jesus. For sure. That's that's great to hear. That's that's what it's all about, too. I mean, if you play every, every play or every game and you don't know what's coming the next play, you have the faith that you know he's got the greatest plan no matter what. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, my man, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions. These can be quick answers. Whatever right. comes to your mind first, get some crazy ones going on for you. So if you didn't play in the NFL, what would you have done with your career? And it can't, can't say NBA either. Can't say basketball. Something other than sports. What would you have done? Architect. Architect. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That was, that was quick. You knew that. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be architect because I was looking at buildings and stuff. I know that's really boring and stuff. And no. But, like, yeah, I love looking, driving around, looking at different architecture. So if I was a full player, I would be architect. That's cool. Can you build me a tiki hut on the beach right there in Maui? No. The thing is, like, Damn. I can't, like, build it. I could think okay. of it in my mind. And also, I like looking at it. So right. <laughs> I, mean, I could, like, design it either. I can't even, I can't even design it. That's so. cool. We'll give the idea to a builder, and then afterwards you could just come look at it. Maybe we exactly. let you crash. All yeah. right. 
Uh, what's the craziest? Give us a crazy behind the scenes locker room story, like something just nuts. Something. Uh, Anything well, nuts that you what's, got what's that comes framing? to mind. What's a framing to that? Like, what's, what do you mean by nuts? Like, um, I mean, anything, really. Like, something that just, like, happened in the locker room and you were just thinking, man, what is going on here? This is the NFL. This is nuts. This is crazy. Oh, man. I don't I don't really have – the thing is, like, in my, like a bunch of stuff happens so much. Like, things yeah. like that happen so much, you, you start to think, well, that's not that crazy. It's so, just normal. Like, so it's not just normal. So I don't know yeah. what story to tell because all right. it's just like normal – how about life, how know? about like, walk us? Yeah, that's 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 either like a good or a bad go. thing, man. That's either a good <laughs> yeah. thing you come numb to it or a bad thing. Yeah. How about so walk us? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. I was gonna say, how about walk us through like right before you're gonna run out to kickoff? Maybe like the first ten minutes before you're gonna run off to kickoff. How are you feeling? What are you doing? Are you throwing up oh. in the bathroom like they do in the oh. movies? What's oh, what's going through? Um. Okay. Let me just compare an NFL locker room to a uh, baseball locker room. Okay. So I went and visited the Phillies base, baseball locker room, and they were just hanging out. They were playing video games. <laughs> People were talking to each other, having a good time. You know, they're in, 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 like, they're about to play a big game. Like, they're, they're a big playoff game, right? Yep, yep. Before a, a preseason NFL game, <laughs> people are talking to themselves. People are throwing up. People are nervous. People are praying, you know, because yeah. – Guys, you would never see praying during the week. They are praying for a game. Tense as can totally be. Different. Yeah, so it's, yeah. So that's so, and that's right for a game, you know, because you need to get your psych, get, get psyched up. Because, I mean, if you ever been, I, I'm not sure if you ever if this happened to you. And I'm sorry, this isn't a short answer. But it's if okay. you ever been in school, all right, and you're about to get in a fight. Yeah, the school. All right, and you have that nervous feeling, like, oh man, I'm about to fight this guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of like that's how it is in in like a game. Like, oh man, I'm about to fight this guy. I mean, I have confidence I could do it, but like, yeah, what if I lose? (laughs) (laughs) So I just got so used to losing those fights that I didn't. I started not getting scared. (laughs) You just need some friends to break it up. I know. uh, Look. if you beat me up, break it up, right? Man, <laughs> you know? should have went to school with you. You could have my back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. Who comes to your mind first when you think of the word successful? Maybe a role model to you. Anybody that you think when you think successful? Successful. Uh, man. Uh, let me see. Or any term or any anything that jumps to your mind first. You can say me if you want. That's a that's a yeah, David. That's David. A, <laughs> uh, successful. Oh, man. Do, you, do you have anybody that you modeled your life after? Any mentors that you looked up to? Uh, mentors, a, a lot of mentors. My, I think my father-in-law, his name is Rick Inatome, is uh, mm-hmm. to for me is successful uh, because he loves his family. Yep, he yep. loves God. Awesome, and awesome. he also um, he's also successful in business, you know. Um, and so, of course, no one's perfect, but you know, yeah. I, I try to model the way he balances time in business, time with his family, and um, and and time with God. So he, he 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 and also you know he has a awesome relationship with my mother in law Joyce. Very and, cool. Um, so he's actually a great example. And so for me, I think he's successful. Not just because he's just he's successful in business, but he's also successful with 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 God and family. You know, he mm-hmm. is successful. You know, you know, 
his kids love him. His wife loves him, you know? So, um, for me, that's a, for me, that's success. I completely agree with you. I think me and you have the same values as success and it's not how the world views it. Like everybody thinks you don't have to be at the top of the mountain, but it's your family. It's God. That's great. What about, what about quotes or mottos that you live by? Did you ever have a favorite quote that you put up on your mirror or anything? Not on my mirror. It's in my mind. It's, you know, love your God um, with all your heart, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's everything awesome. stems Everything stems from from that, you know. And, yep. um, you know, that's pretty much the, my main motto. I try to look through that lens, you know. There really is not there. There really is probably not a better motto than that. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on. I'm gonna sound really smart here. I was just in Israel, and that's what Jesus and his disciples would say every day. They would say that they call it the Shema in in Hebrew. Yeah. So I, I sound really worldly traveled right there by that. So I had to <laughs> drop it to you. Thanks for thanks for tossing up that softball pitch to me. Oh yeah, no, no problem. That was awesome. All right, but. That was what? actually a fun trip that I have to do as well. Maybe uh, you could let me uh, tag along. You know? Yeah, seriously, you and your wife should definitely come. You would yeah, love it. Yeah. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. You would absolutely love it. Yeah, for and sure. The, and the food's great. Yeah. Really good, yeah. Okay, three, speaking of food, if you could invite three guests, dead or alive, to a dinner table, who you got coming and what are you eating? Really? Mm-hmm. Um can Jesus be one of them? I mean, to yeah. have a conversation with God, I mean, you can't really. Man, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could ask him if you're in or out. That's a good spot to <laughs> yeah, have him. I know. I know. So, he might make more fish and bread, in? too, if he's there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my end. Uh, okay. He's one. Uh, let me see who else. Dead or alive. You know what was really interesting to me? And mm-hmm. not just because we shared the name, uh-huh. is uh, Winston Churchill. Ah, yeah. I would like to have uh, lunch or dinner with him, you know. Okay. Uh, then number three, oh, man. Um, Once again, you are allowed to pick me in this too. So if you, I was yeah. successful and well, at your dinner table. We already had lunch. So <laughs> okay, that's right. I can't really. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know. I can't think of a thing. Two's good. Two's good. You're going two. You get more food that way. Jesus what do you guys? And Winston Churchill. Jesus and Winston Churchill. What are you guys eating? What's your go-to meal? Your death row meal. My death row meal will be pizza. I know that sounds bad. It doesn't. It sound doesn't sound worldly travel. Yeah, it sounds sound, really boring, man. It Unless it's like, from it, but, Italy. No, but I love I love pizza. Okay. I love I, you got a spot? Is it is it fast food pizza? You got anything particular? You know, there's a spot here in, in Maui. I like this place called Pie Pizza. They actually make a gluten-free pizza. Uh, yeah. But if it was my last meal, it wouldn't be gluten-free. It would just be a whole pizza. <laughs> All yeah. right. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about advice you would give a kid that wants to aspire to be like you? Because you have an awesome platform, and you do a great job with it. I've seen what you do with kids, the basketball camp that we did. What advice would you give to a kid that aspires to be like you? Um, yeah, thanks for that. And that's, that's all, you know, that's all the Holy Spirit. That's all, you know, Jesus in, in my life. And if I would to, if I were to give encouragement to a, a young kid that wants to, I don't know why they want to be offensive linemen. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they should NFL. go out and try to catch them balls and try to score <laughs> touchdowns. 
<laughs> but, you know, I would just take every opportunity to live in the moment and work hard yeah. in everything that you do and not find your identity in this world, but know that you're a child of child of God and you're loved by Jesus Christ. Man, that's great. And, and that's pretty much it. And look, it might not be football. It might not be basketball. It might not be being an architect. You, you know, yeah, yeah. it could be something, but if you, if you rely on God and trust in God, he'll, he'll lead you in a direction that it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Cause he's, because he's a good, good father. Yep. Love That's it. Who he is. Yep. Yeah, love it. Because he's got us all in this spot, this very spot, this very moment that we are right now for a purpose. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so last question here on the hot seat. 78% of NFL players are bankrupt or broke after two years of playing, after two years of retirement. And they Both. had that whole, that's what, that's what that whole ESPN 30 for 30 was, and it was portraying that. And then, but there's others like Roger Staubach who have developed just unbelievable yeah. uh, commercial real estate businesses. What's what's awesome. next for you? What's what's next? I mean, you're young, energetic. You got a great head on your shoulders. What's next for you and your uh, ventures? Well, right now, um, you know, I always got I also had an interest in business. So while mm-hmm. I was playing, I started a PE firm with uh, Jamal Mash Mashburn, um, nice. a basketball player. Oh yeah, and so. Um, I went back and got my MBA, and I got really got into finance. I worked with Wells Fargo, like right when I was done. Um, and then right now, I'm a I'm a I'm a hedge fund manager for uh, Pacific Income Advisors. Uh, they're based out of Santa Monica, so I'll probably go there probably twice a month. And uh, you know, I work out of I work out of Hawaii now, um, mm-hmm. and it's not really that bad of a bad, bad of a job, other than I have to wake up at three. You know, <laughs> oh, do you really? Uh, wow. Yeah. Other than that, it's good. I mean, so I mean, right now I'm, you know, I work with a lot of numbers. I work with a lot of people that uh, want to invest money and in try to beat the market. So that's mm-hmm. you know, primarily to make it as simple as possible. That's that's sums up what I'm doing. That is. Uh, that is really cool. That's un- that's yeah. unbelievable. I thought I got up early at five a.m., but you're already killing the day by then. Yeah, I'm not killing it at, at the no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but it's good. That means at three. That means my day is pretty much over around one ish. Yeah, really. I would so, be getting ready to go to bed here pretty soon if I were you. <laughs> yeah, so it's not that bad. And uh, I, you know, my uh, my main partner is also a believer in Christ, and That's so you know, cool. that makes it so much better to actually, you know, do a job that we both like and we could talk about how God is working in us through this. So it's actually a cool experience that, um, you know, I never would have guessed that I'll be doing this. I mean, even when I was in high school, I never thought I would finish college and get an MBA and be in business. It's something that I wouldn't even, wouldn't even, haven't even crossed my whole mind. So it's something that's really, you know, I've, I've been blessed with. So, and I know you're one of the most, one of the most humble guys, but seriously, you are next level cool at everything you do nfl player (laughs) business that you start how hard you continue to work nutrition health and the most part is the kids and the family and god coming first you're just you're just the whole package man and i'm honestly very very blessed to be able to have got to met got to meet you and and have you as a friend and be going pig hunting with you soon yeah looking forward to you man (laughs) Hey, and uh, and uh, thank you for having me on. So for sure, for sure. How how can how can the audience uh, follow you or 
give to any? Do you have any, any charities, foundations that you support, or anything that the audience can do to to help everything that you're doing in your cause? Right now, um, I'm I'm uh, I really just give to Kumani Chapel here, yeah, and uh, that's placed here, and I'm going on a mission trip in Ecuador uh, oh, nice. uh, in June, a family mission trip. So it's cool. our first family mission trip. So. Um, um, that's about it. I don't really have, I mean, it's kind of hard to follow me cause I don't, not really on social media. Yeah. You're pretty bad uh, at that. I noticed that's yeah, a good no, thing though. That's actually a really good thing. It is. Yeah. I'm not on anything. So it's like they could email. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> here's your phone number. Uh, no, here's uh, phone. So like, you know, um, well, that's cool. Guess, hey, yeah. if you guys want to get in contact with me, just contact Dave. Exactly. I'm his agent. <laughs> um, yeah, the publicist. So get in contact with me. And I'm going to be starting a basketball life charity with a lot of the NBA players. So we'll get you on that, too. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, appreciate you big time coming, uh, coming on the podcast and sharing all that info with the audience. That was really cool. Yeah, awesome, man. Appreciate it. Definitely, man. We'll be in touch soon. All right, thanks. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Thank you, Winston Justice, for coming on the Game of Life podcast. And I was thinking about it during the podcast. I have just been absolutely blessed with some amazing relationships in this life. And Winston's definitely one of them. You can see how genuine and caring of guy he is. And if you saw him, yeah, you'd probably run the other way. He's a huge human being, but the nicest, kindest, most caring guy there is. Everything we talked about on this podcast will be linked in the show notes and how to follow everything Winston does. Oh, yeah, you can't. That's right. He's not on social media, which is also a refreshing thing. Hit me if you want to get in touch with Winston. Before we get to the three-pointers of the week, we have the shout-out of the week. Coming from Kevin Tarka, at TarkaTime33 on Twitter. Kevin says, unreal new podcast added to my list. Check out Game of Life underscore pod. My man, David Nurse, finds the most inspiring and brilliant people to interview from NBA insight to sleep optimization and everything in between. Hashtag the game of life. Kevin, thank you so much for your support and your kind words. You will be entered into the NBA tickets of your choice giveaway going down right before Christmas. If anybody else wants to reach out with a question or a comment, hit me on Twitter, DavidNurse05, Instagram, DavidNurse5. Let me know your thoughts, how we can keep growing, learning together. And any guests you recommend that I reach out to that you want to hear from, let me know. And now, without further ado, the three pointers of the week. The first point, the book that I am reading, Boys in the Boat. From the 1936 Olympics, an unlikely quest of a rowing team comprised of sons of loggers, shipyard workers, farmers. The University of Washington's eight-oar crew row team was never expected to defeat any of the elite teams in the Olympics. And they did, beating the German team who was rowing for Hitler. Boys in the boat. Check it out. Great read. The second three-pointer of the week. The life hack that I am testing. So I travel a ton all over the world, so I obviously need to get rid of jet lag as soon as possible. I'm going to be testing out on my next international trip, either to Australia or Europe, the Human Charger. What the Human Charger is, is a revolutionary device that channels bright light directly into the sensitive regions of the brain, getting you back on your circadian rhythm and killing jet lag 
That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm testing. I'll let you know how it goes. And point three, the NBA behind the scenes information. I know you guys have been watching every single game nightly on the NBA League Pass app, as have I. But I want to introduce you to something that I do with my NBA players on a daily basis. And now this year, I'm bringing it to everybody that wants to do it as well. It's called my NBA homework of the day, where I'll pick a player from the night before based on their performance, whatever it might be. Maybe they scored a lot of points. Maybe they were a great playmaker, defender, off ball movement, whatever it is. I'll pick a topic and a player And I'll get all the clips together and I'll send it to my NBA players asking them, what do you see? How are you going to learn and grow from this? I'm going to put this on Twitter. There's going to be a video every day on Twitter, NBA homework of the day. So follow David Nurse 05 and check it out. Learn what the NBA players are learning. Let me know your thoughts. And maybe you will coach in the NBA. Maybe. Thank you again so much for joining me, Game of Lifers. Hope you all have a great rest of the week. And remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.